Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And, oh, I'm dreading making this episode because my Horned Frogs just got completely massacred in the college football national championship game against Georgia. And we're going to break it down. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about why TCU lost this game, why Georgia just simply might be the next dynasty we have in college football, and just so much more because this game... This game was definitely one for the ages if you were a Georgia fan and not a TCU fan like myself. So guys, before we dive into all that, please make sure that you do like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast as well as college football and NFL stuff because who doesn't like college football and who doesn't like NFL? So anyways, y'all, let's dive right into it. I mean, I'm I'm going to keep it very short and sweet because there's no way you can really sugarcoat this game Georgia deserved to win this game from start to finish now Georgia throughout the entirety of this game did not have less than 13 points in every quarter 17 in the first 21 in the second 14 in the third and then 13 in the final fourth quarter so this was this was a pure embarrassment of a game by TCU Max Duggan 14 of 22 for 152 yards passing with zero touchdowns and two very costly interceptions. The run game got shut down because first first and foremost, Kendra Miller, who suffered a knee injury against Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl um, the week prior, didn't even play in this game at all, didn't even suit out or anything like that. So losing a guy like that on your offense is tough enough as it is already. And then also, to make matters worse for TCU, Georgia's scheming in this game was absolutely incredible because, well, Khalid Ringo, one of the top NFL prospects in this upcoming year's NFL draft, the um, starting corner for the Bulldogs, he shut down Quentin Johnston in this game. Quentin only had one reception for three yards in this game. And as we've all kind of started to you know see and notice, Quentin Johnston is Max Duggan's escape weapon, right? Like, if something doesn't go wrong, chunk chunk the ball up to Quentin and you'll be fine. And that was just not the case in this game because Max simply was either running for his life throughout the entirety of this game, getting sacked, or just unfortunately throwing two interceptions that would both go to Javon Bullard of Georgia. So this was a rough game for TCU offensively. You only managed to score one touchdown in this game. One touchdown, which came in the first quarter, and you got shut out for the next three. Um, Imari DiMarcato led the team in rushing with 59 yards. Darius Davis led TCU in receiving with 101. And outside of that, not a lot went not a lot went TCU's way. I mean, they let me. No, I'm just gonna count real quick the amount of punts TCU had in this game. You've got one. You've got two. You've got three, four, five, six, or five. Sorry, you got five punts, but also a lot of turnover on downs, or you know or drives that ended with a fumble or with interceptions because we saw Darius Davis fumble the ball, and then we saw Max Duggan throw those two interceptions, and it got to the point to where TCU decided to bench Max Duggan at the end of the game and put in the former QB1 at the beginning of the season, Chandler Morris, the former Oklahoma quarterback. Now, I don't want to keep talking about TCU because, well, to be frank, there's not a lot to really talk about for TCU outside of the fact of they had a great season, and I want people to remember this before you start chirping your mouth and doing all this and that on social media. This team was 5-7 and seven last year, fired their head coach of 22 years, and looked like they were going to be on a down trajectory. And, well, when you looked at all the preseason rankings and everything like that, TCU wasn't even expected to even barely make a bowl game. 
and they ended up in the national championship game under first-year head coach Sonny Dykes. So before you, before everybody starts making all these crazy, and I mean, I've already seen Texas fans saying things. I've already seen Baylor fans for some reason saying things. Just, just think, just think for a second, real quick. This TCU team was supposed to get smothered by y'all this year. Baylor, top ten preseason. Texas, top twenty-five preseason. And what happened to both of those teams? Lost in their bowl games, and, well, for Baylor, you're still rebuilding, trying to figure out how to get back to the promised land. Texas, they're always going to be able to get big-time recruits and everything like that, never an issue. But for TCU, this was a season that definitely was all about destiny, and unfortunately, it had to come to an end, and it just came at the fate of the Georgia Bulldogs, who, I think, in my opinion, are going to become the next Alabama in the SEC. And when you just look at the way that Kirby Smart and this staff had this team prepared for this game— You've got to give them a ton of ton of credit. The offensive play calling was phenomenal. Stetson Bennett, dude, played out of his mind in this game. 18 to 25 for 304 yards passing with four touchdowns on the for four four passing touchdowns on the day, and he also had two rushing touchdowns just in the first half as well. I mean, Stetson Bennett was on fire in this game. And then also this game, you could also call it the Lad McConkey game which you're probably like who the heck is that that's a wide receiver for Georgia he had himself a pretty solid day five receptions for 88 yards receiving and two touchdowns Brock Bowers the guy that everybody knows gonna be the gonna end up being one of the top picks in next year's NFL draft seven receptions for 152 yards receiving and a touchdown I mean you don't really have to have me explain to you how good Georgia was in this game because stat wise it shows for itself and then also on top of that Watching the game tape, it shows because their defense just stifled TCU in this game. Shut down the run, which is one of the biggest things you can do if you want to really, you know, really eliminate TCU, TCU's offense as a threat, right? Also, took away the pass game. You took away Quentin Johnston. You took away a lot of those weapons. I mean, it really made it a rough day for TCU offensively. But I don't think TCU's offense needs to get looked at as much as their defense because, my God, did TCU's defense look horrible in this game. I, I really genuinely think Georgia might have only had, I want to say, about four or five negative yardage plays the entire game. The entire game. I mean, Georgia literally was getting 20-plus yards of play without any effort. Like, this team literally treated, it almost looked like they treated this game like a scrimmage. And to the credit of them, of, of them they just were more prepared. And... I don't mean to keep sounding like a broken record, but, I mean, you just watch the game and it shows on tape. I mean, TCU just was out-talented. They were out, you know, out-physical. They were out-physicaled. Um, they were out. Literally, any word that has out and then follows it, they were that in this game. I mean, it was it was definitely not being a TCU fan what I expected the outcome to be. No, I expected, and I know I said TCU to win because I'm a homer, but deep down, I had a feeling... Georgia was going to win this game. But by this margin, I did not see this coming whatsoever. I mean, it's and truly, TCU does deserve some type of criticism. I mean, and rightfully so. We gave up 65 points and only put up 7 points. And if you're in the national championship game, that just should not be the case because we've seen the past few years, the college football playoff has turned into blowout games, right? And funny enough, in the semifinal games, Georgia, they barely survive when Ohio State misses the game-winning field goal. They go on to make it to the natty. TCU, they upset Michigan. You know, those were such such great games, and it's kind of like, okay, maybe this year is not a blowout game. And then we get to the national championship game, 
And then we finally hit reality, and we're like, okay, here's the blowout game, and that's exactly what it was. The final score was 65-7. to And yes, this is not week one. This is not week nine, like Sonny Dykes was talking about when saying, you know, Georgia and those schools play the Citadel and everything like that, because that that comment really came back at him instantly. And I'm a Sonny Dykes fan. I love Sonny Dykes being our head coach, but, man, you sometimes you've got to be able to bite your tongue and not say things like that, because we just got whooped like we were the Citadel, and rightfully so. I mean, got to give your flowers to Georgia in this game, because they just... They wanted this game more than we did. They they absolutely wanted this game more than TCU did. Stetson Bennett now finishes his career as a two-time national champion, national champion quarterback. Also has one of the best college football stories you'll hear about in 2017. Walked on to Georgia, then transferred out to Jones College, which is a um, community college, and and I think yeah, it's in uh, Mississippi. I want to say. And then comes back to Georgia and walks on again. And then, as we all saw, took over for JT Daniels as a starting quarterback in 2020. And then in 2021, does it again, leads them to a national championship. And then, Lord and behold, in 2022, the Georgia Bulldogs are now back-to-back national champions for the first time since back in 2011 and 2012 when Alabama did it. So, definitely definitely a lot to celebrate if you are a Georgia fan. And once again, I'm going to give you your credit because... Y'all deserve this game more than anything. Y'all definitely out-talented us, out-physicaled us, out-coached us, literally whatever. You did exactly that. And, you know, once again, what a, what a season it was for Georgia. They were, you know, they finished the season undefeated, a perfect 15-0. and 0. Last time we saw a team do that was back when um, LSU had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and all those guys. So, it's been it's been an incredible it was it's been an incredible season for both of these teams. TCU they finished 13 and 2. Yes, they lost the Big 12 championship game, but the fact that they were able to upset Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl is a game that will always go down in in just memory just for the sheer fact of, you know, Michigan Michigan should have had that game. I mean, when you, if you play that game 10 times, Michigan probably wins 7 to 8 times. But the fact that we were able to see one of those two outcomes that TCU wins was amazing. And being a TCU fan, that's something that I will always cherish forever. So first and foremost, to all my TCU guys out there that I've worked with or that I've been able to have the pleasure of talking to in person and everything like that, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the season that y'all truly did devote this this year and that you gave to us on the field because there were so many great games that I will never forget. Going down to Austin and watching y'all beat UT, going to Baylor, having the bazooka play to go and beat Baylor. Or going down to Waco, sorry, it's not Baylor. Going down to Waco to see y'all go and beat Baylor right at the end of regulation with that Griffin Kell field goal. Also being able to go to SMU, seeing you seeing seeing y'all beat Sonny Dykes' former team. Then seeing y'all upset Oklahoma. I mean, there was so many great games. OSU overtime game. It it truly was a it was a wonderful season for me to be able to experience with this team. And for all you guys out there that, you know, currently are with the Horn Frogs or for all my recruits out there that are about to come to TCU. Thank y'all seriously for making this year so special. And for Georgia, I'm super excited to see the future of this Bulldog team because I think they're going to do some great things under Kirby Smart. The recruiting is going to absolutely skyrocket after this game. I mean, I don't doubt one for one second that I think this is slowly when we see the tide the tide turn, and I don't mean pun literally, but we start to see the tides turn in the SEC as it becomes more prominent that Georgia might end up becoming the king of the SEC and Alabama might slip to number two. Now, I'm not saying Alabama's done with or anything like that, but definitely with Nick Saban getting up there in age and everything like that, too, and a lot more into his career, 
might be the time when we start to see Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs take over the SEC. But regardless, the Georgia Bulldogs are back-to-back -back national champions as they beat TCU in the national championship game 65-7 and what is and what was the biggest blowout in national championship history. So great season for the Bulldogs, 15-0. Great season for the Horned Frogs, 13-2, a team that nobody even had making it to the college football playoff, yet they did. So hats off to both of these teams. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. And lastly, thank you guys seriously for making this this 2022 season so memorable and so special. And it's sad to say that the season is officially over with and we will not have football till September. But it's been an absolute amazing ride. I can't wait to continue getting out all these catching up the college football episodes for you guys. So make sure you tune in every Friday at 12, uh, 12 p.m. Central Time for those episodes. And, well, guys, I hope you all do take care. Make sure to continue to stick around for all of our NFL episodes that we have coming out. And, well, I'll just catch up with you guys soon. So see you guys then. And hope you all have a great rest of y'all's day. Peace.